Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. to another one that's scar that's brandon i'm Derek. they're good so uh we getting right to it fellas this episode i didn't expect it to hit me in my chest because i didn't know kendall ain't been around that long <laughs> you know i think she was around as long as the nigga from zoobly zoo was on the fresh prince of bel-air ben vereen yeah that's the name ben vereen right. Um, so I didn't expect, I, I knew, like, she didn't add anything to the storyline overall, other no. than the fact that we found out that she was the mother of all clones, you know, right? and to add a contentious relationship to Miss S. <clears throat> Past that, she didn't really bring anything to the table, and yet, when she was like, turn around, love, I was like, no. Every now and again, I get a little bit hungry. <laughs> Turn around. I was like, no. I didn't really understand this episode. Oh, we, oh, we, we can get to it. What? Um, well, when you get to the part that you didn't understand, we can get to it. Yeah. You just, you just let us know. I got so you. it started off. I didn't realize at the beginning. I thought that was like Crystal for a second. I didn't realize that was a flashback of Beth again. So Beth Did is uh, blonde. Beth is nowhere near as hot as Crystal. You know what? Yeah. I realized why Crystal is hot to you. Blonde Beth. I figured it sad. out. I figured out why Crystal is hot to you. Why? It's because Crystal Goderich is the only clone that has that attitude. You know, like she exudes. Like some sort of, even if it's a doofy confidence, she exudes that confidence that's almost like a sexuality. Um, it's almost like ratchet. I think it's. I, I think it's that, and the. I think it's also the makeup and the hair. Like the that. The, I mean, 
we've seen what makeup and hair can do for each of the clones, um, how they make them different from each other. But that this one just seems visually way more put together than the other clones. Yeah, she, she and and we've seen what a good pressure bra can do. Yes, that's very important. But she's a doofus. Yes. It's, it's like the, the crazy part about it, and I think I've said this before, but it's like she's right on the tip of what's actually happening. But she thinks it, she's so self-centered. That she, she swears that they're after a esthetician. She swears. Like when she said that, Art was like, wait, what? Like, yes, yes, wait. <laughs> That's from um, I'm going to get you, sucker, when they, you know. I'm tired of what the man is doing in the community. Yes! And I'm going to finally take the fight to the man. Yes! Will you help me? Yeah, wait! That's that's what Art seemed like when she was running down everything that was going on in her life. Right. It was like, close, close, wait. What the fuck? Exactly. I mean, yes, but that's the same thing. Bound by, by Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing that Donnie did, though. Yeah. They want to tell her but she's because they feel like she's almost there, but she is not. Nope. She's just lucking in the shit. And the worst part about it is she got the players, right? Mm-hmm. Like she understands, she understands the, the, she understands the Brightborn connection. She understands the diet connection. She just don't understand what those connections are connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's vapid. She's got this far. Everybody gets this far. She's vapid. But also remember, uh, she had gotten she had gotten captured and replaced with with Rachel. Like if it wasn't for the fact that Delphine had been to see her already, she, she would know. still she would still be in that coma. Mm-hmm. That medically induced coma. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no uh Way out of it without Delphine stumbling in. Well, not even stumbling in. Delphine thought she was going to talk shit to Rachel. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. So Delphine hadn't came in because she was literally coming to rub something in on a fucking coma victim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. If Delphine hadn't been petty as fuck, let's be real about this. Truth. Crystal would still be there. Like, Delphine came through to talk shit to a comatose victim. Like, yeah, bitch. Where your eye at now, bitch? And she lifted up her fucking patch. (laughs) It was like, wait. (laughs) Why you got a second eye? Who this is? P. This P? Yeah, this P. Well, P, let me hear you say, uh. Uh Uh-huh. That was Crystal. That ain't no motherfucking P. Hang the motherfucking phone up. Man, what what the fuck was Rapping Forte doing in the No Limit Soldier studio anyway? Who? Exactly. That's the nigga who answered the phone. He said, No Limit Studios, who's this? He was like, Who this is? Who this is? He said, Nigga, this Rapping Forte, who's this? He said, This P. 
Rapping Forte is a guy who had literally a half a hit and then ended up on Tupac's Only God Can Judge Me song and then ended up on the Make Him Say Uh intro. So, uh, wait, wait. So he he has a half a hit? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He has a half a hit? Yes. Yep. Players Club is his only, is his only real kind of hit. Mm-hmm. Players Club? That's Ice Cube. Nope. Nope. And the Players Club... Like, oh no, most, that's we be clubbing. Most we be people, clubbing is still a yeah. knock, but most especially people, on the DMX, the remix. But like, um, but if like young people think that Drake, because Drake basically used the rap style from Players Club on Who Do You Love? Who Do You Love by LL Cool J? I was thinking, Who Do You Love? That's, that's that's not called who do you love? You know what? That's what's still, it called? That is, that, that is called still the number. No, it's number two. I got to be honest. It's number two on remixes that made the original obsolete. Number one is Biggie's One More Chance. Number three is Crossroads by Bone. Yeah, I can say those. I I still I still like. I, I like the original Crossroads so just I. as much. Yeah, I, I like, like the original Crossroads. I like it um, a lot. And also, sample, Eternal Champions. I know, you said that every time, but I love it. Around the World remix is much better than the first one. The the Mason Puffy one? Mm-hmm. Nah, that was just lazy. Nah, the, the original Been Around the World remix when she added fucking... Um, um, Are you Barry talking White. about Lisa Stansfield? When she added Barry White. Barry Ooh, White said that Lisa, Lisa had a voice and she had the finger wave. She knew some black people. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he's coming back. Finger wave. Yeah. Oh, actually, that that's not a Drake song. It is a YG song featuring Drake. That that's what I love. thought. The, the, the who do you love? Who do you love? Yeah, where he basically where he basically takes rapping Forte's style on the Players Club and makes a new verse out of it. Hey, it don't matter. Don't nobody know who rapping Forte is until I mentioned him. I mean the same the same way he did the Drake did on um the, he did he did the same thing to Too Short. Rapping Forte gonna find me on the internet the same way Jason Whitlock did by searching for his own name and shit. <laughs> Did I tell you about that, Brandon? No. We did an episode of Single Simulcast, or I did an episode. That was back when I was doing solo shows. And one of the things that I talked about was uh, Jason Whitlock. Uh, That was back when our fraternities in Alabama weren't letting black folks in because they were black. And Jason Whitlock said that it was because black folks listen to rap. So I talked about him on the show. And then I said, fuck Jason Whitlock and fuck that college. I'm going to bed. I typed that on Facebook. And this nigga popped up on Facebook and was like, it seems that you misrepresented my stuff. I'm sorry to see that. Yeah, show some respect. Have some decency. What Whitlock do to you? Whitlock has always been kind of a fucking asshole. And a troll. Like he is, yeah, he is very much a troll. And he yeah, is, but he is, you know, Whitlock actually turned because Whitlock was not always on this tip. No, he was not. You're absolutely no, right. He was not always on this tip. 
He found out what was going to get him money, what was going to keep him in the papers, was saying stuff that all white folks would appreciate. Pretty much. So Beth walks into Brightborn, uh, and she sees Susan Duncan complaining to Evie Cho. Um, Susan's like, yo, we had two dead test subjects in two weeks, and that's not good. What good are implants if patients keep tearing them out? And a waiter is bringing uh, Susan look like either a glass of water or some champagne. It looked like champagne. Mm-hmm. And Sarah bumps into the be- or Beth bumps into the back of the waiter. So then it spills on um, on Susan. So Susan gets up and rushes to the kitchen. Like she doesn't even go to the bathroom. She goes to the restaurant kitchen or Brightborn kitchen. I guess because, you know, they own it or something. And she follows her there and points a gun at her and says she knows what's going on. Um, back in the present, Sarah and Kasim are discussing the possible deal to hand over Kendall's genetic material in exchange for Sarah getting her bot removed. And this will allow Susan Duncan to continue human cloning experiment, experiments, and it will allow her and Kasima to collaborate on the cure for the Lita clones. Kasima and Scott have been working, but nothing's actually worked. You know, niggas, niggas die every day, B. And Kasima's running out of time, so we need to figure this out. Um, a concern that they have is that Susan will also be able to work on a cure for the Castro clones, which will be a bad thing. But Kasima says she has a workaround for that. She has an app for that. Um, Susan Duncan, at this same time, is with Ira in their bedroom at a hotel, laid up, looking looking sex funky and happy as they want to be. Oh, that reminds me. You lied to me, Rashani. You lied to me. Okay, go ahead. You told me PJ Morton was a jazz artist. That nigga wasn't no jazz artist. That was R&B, and it was dope. Did he play the piano? Yeah, a lot of people play the fucking piano. Stevie Wonder yes. played the piano. I think, I think jazz. Well, you, well, you know, PJ Morton, his his biggest inspiration is, and you can hear it, uh, is Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, yeah. Yeah. It but, was absolutely Stevie Wonder. That's all then, I thought when I was there. But, but I, mean, I, told I you, sent you, I sent you a clip of his music. I sent you a, a Spotify link. But I, I also, but I also told you that he uh, he plays keys for Maroon Five. So he's outside. Wait, you didn't of that listen too. to what I sent you? I'm hurt. No, I forgot. It was I'm dope, hurt. and he had a if DJ. If you listened to it, you would have you would have known because that was um, I think that was just say so. I've heard that which, song. Before. Which is one of his that song is wonderful. But yeah, no, he's that, to me that, uh, that one song with Yeba. Yeba. That's, to me, that here's the way I look at jazz song. musicians nowadays. Because yeah, I love Norman Brown and I love Dizzy Gillespie and I love uh Coltrane and uh Thelonious Monk and and, and Miles Davis and the whole nine yards. They brew back everybody. Right. But nowadays, I feel like jazz musicians walk in both worlds. That's why I said both he and Robert Glasper are jazz musicians. Actually, actually, I was just talking about I was talking about Brubeck the other day because I was um, I was doing uh, was doing a review of a um, uh, Norfolk State show and they played Take Five. Oh, one hit wonder ass band. <laughs> he sounded like Aldo Needers. Wonder to me. 
Yeah, he's very he's very, like Stevie he's very well, much like Stevie Wonder. Well, but but you can it, also but you in can this also era, I would have said Stevie is jazz. No, it's what it was. What your they call it jazz fusion now because is is it's infused with different with R and B and a lot of funk and some stuff like that. Him it's, and Masego and yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that, that. I just found out that dude is from Newport News. I could have told you that. I had he no had idea. A, he had a DJ open for named DJ Ari Spins, and she was from New Orleans. And I love New Orleans women. Okay, I love their I accents. Say that. I love their it's the accents. Best. It's the best accent in the world, except for before. except for a French accent. Or some about a French accent. Ooh, buddy. I I love a British accent. Sorry, fellas. You know what, Mini Driver. Mini driver, I just I I don't I don't really care about her acting very much. I just like hearing her talk. Uh no, not mini driver. There's a lady who was on the good place, a black woman named Kirby. Uh what's her name? Anyhow, she is um British and she's beautiful. Kirby Howell Baptiste absolutely beautiful young lady with a british accent and it's just everything okay she's the one she's the one that was with um old buddy for a while mm-hmm. okay i know you're talking about yep yeah yep damn near <laughs> she's what i call nisha p-p-i-e-w practically perfect in every way plus she has a british accent so mm-hmm. yeah me and British accents go way back, like four flags. British somewhere. accents are very condescending. Only if you think they're condescending. I could say a New Orleans accent is condescending. No, you wouldn't. No, you couldn't. <laughs> yes, I, I could say anything is condescending. Right? British accents are very condescending. Just because their inflection of how they say certain words in a, that translates into American is very condescending. I just, I don't know. I like hearing them say stuff that I wouldn't say and it sounds great. Like taking the piss. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> it they probably say having a leak. They probably say having a leak. No, they say, are you taking the piss? Like, are you fucking with me? That's how they say, are yeah. you fucking with yeah, me? Are you taking yeah. the piss? Yeah, that's what that means. Are you, are you taking the piss? Isn't it? Um... But yeah, they sitting up in the room. I, I still don't know how that got back to PJ Morton, but okay. Because you said the guy's name and it reminded me of his DJ. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, they're sitting in the room chatting about the time Susan first met him when he was a fucking baby. You cradle robber. You cougar. Roberta you, Kelly. You the, the huh? <laughs> Roberta Kelly. But here's the crazy thing. The older I get, the more I'm like, she don't really look that old. She, I'd put it on her. <laughs> Did you see dude killing me softly? Roberta That's Roberta Flack. Flack. Oh, Roberta Flack. He's, he's making fun of R. Kelly by calling her Roberta Kelly. I wasn't going to acknowledge it because I don't acknowledge R. Kelly jokes in any way, shape, or form. And actually stopped reading a book because they made a joke about R. Kelly's victims. Roberta Flack. Yeah, Roberta Flack. But yeah, yep. uh, he she's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I remember when we met uh, and she's like, the room had red ceilings and no, the room had topaz ceilings and he was like, it was red. And she was like, yeah, and it was 
winter. And he was like, are you testing me? I ain't glitching. The fuck? No, you glitching. And she was like, well, I haven't no, tested not- you in a couple of weeks. And then they start kissing. And no, it's like not- it's like when um, when little Wayne said, uh, you look around and she says, what's missing? And he's like, how you know something's missing? Then he shook his head, and she said, get back in bed and get him some head. You can't trust these tricks. And I'm like, ooh. I heard that the other day. It's a Why do you call song. it glitching? Mm-hmm. Because, because that's literally how they, they that's, that's how they, 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 they've pictured it on the show. Like, there's something, something just kind of goes off in them and they just kind of flip and like the whole personality changes all of a sudden. Um, it's something neurological um, where just, you know, because remember when, um, when Rudy was right before Rudy got killed, when he was um, looking at the Hendrixes in the car, he was just kind of like watching them and all of a sudden just go, and it just like, was like all of a sudden like super fucking angry all of a sudden and had to try to calm himself down and like it's like it's doing something to them where just like it's like someone is playing with a switch in their brains sometimes I'll wait to see if you're going to say something else Brandon you never do Mm-mm. he explained it there's nothing else to say but he's like I'm not glitching and I don't want to die and Susan's like, don't worry. Sarah and Kasim are going to come to the right decision. And then I'll save you. Okay. Um, Art is at the police station when he notices Crystal and quickly realizes she's another Lita clone. So he distracts Duco, who's walking down the stairs. And he's like, hey, man, just want to let you know. Ta-da-da. <laughs> and Duco's like, nah, he's like, I just want to let you know. I ain't fucking with Allison like that. Ta-da, ta-da, razzmatazz. And Duco's like, yeah, just stay the fuck out the way. <laughs> but he doesn't notice uh, Crystal. Let's see here. Right? These are not the clones you're looking for, but he ain't even looking his direction. <laughs> right. So he walks past, um, and she's demanding protective custody against either Dyad or Brightborn. And she's convinced that she's on their hit list because she's a whistleblower who's aware of their nefarious plot to inject stem cells into cosmetic products, which causes people to develop mutations. And she's also a beauty professional, which apparently makes her a prime target. And Art's like, you know what, Constable, I'll take this from here. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going into this room where nobody else can see you, especially Duco. Because you're about to start making a scene. Okay, let me ask this. Let me, did no one ask this question the whole time while this lady was there talking to... Do you have a sister named Beth? Exactly! She looks like Beth. Why does no one <laughs> ask this question? It hasn't been that long since Beth killed herself. You know, how do you know she was working there when Beth was there? That, I mean, that, maybe that it's one It's a whole-ass police station. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's in the police station. Like, and she don't nobody, look like Beth. No, she don't, nobody, like, she don't look like Nobody walked niggas. past her and said, you kind of look like Beth. You know what I mean? Like, no one said that. Like, that's the crazy part. She don't look like the rest of the niggas. She's different. She's different, all right. You know what? Honestly, though, that leads to another question. Where the fuck is Raj? We haven't heard from that nigga since season three. 
And he would have been like, you look like Beth. Yeah, I think I think Raj don't. I don't think Raj coming back. Raj would have been like, hey, you look like this girl that I used to. You look like somebody I used to know. What's your name is? Didn't have to come. What's your name is? Sweetheart. So, anyhow, Sarah meets Evie and uh, Susan at Brightborn, and Iris also there, walking around the back. (laughs) Have y'all seen Arrested Development? I know Scar's seen it. Uh, It's been a long time since I've seen it, though. That nigga's walking around the background like... uh, the youngest Bluth brother, like 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 the stupid one, the one that couldn't do shit and had the hook hand. He walked around looking so impotent, like I, I'm not like my brothers. I, I want to yell. <laughs> right? I want to yell. And he insists to Sarah that he's nothing like them. Uh, and Sarah asks what the bots are for, and they tell her it's different for every subject. Leaky's bot was to treat a predis- a predisposition for Alzheimer's. But Sarah's is intentionally trying to make her sick, trying to turn on the Lita syndrome since she's otherwise immune. Why would they do that? Because she's a science experiment. The the last Raj episode was the flashback episode at the beginning of the season. Flashback? Who's that looking in the mirror? Yeah, but I don't understand. Clearer? They already have enough subjects that are sick. Why? Why would she's the anomaly? She would be the she not being sick would be a much bigger science project than making her like the rest of them. See what you're doing right now is steeped in logic, and I'm gonna need you to cut that out. Well, this show's about logic. It's very well, logical. Well, you're talking about what they're doing with. Why would they put a thing in her to make her like the rest of the clones? No. They're they're basically doing how you know like how how we get um like like anti venom and stuff like that where basically you take the venom from a you take the venom from a a a snake you give it to a horse the horse develops antibodies and then that's how and then they take the blood from the horse and filters out the the, the what it what it used to fight the venom and that's how you create anti venom like that's basically what they're doing to her oh, okay. well they already tried that though and but but remember also they're 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 also trying to filter out in her what she used to fight it. So they have something where they can fight it on their own. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And they, they said they were trying to, and they were also were trying to isolate. They, they said they mentioned something about trying to isolate something in her, but it was, it's supposed to make her sick over time, but she's basically fighting the sickness off because she's immune to whatever the, the stuff is from the casters. Do-do-do-do, pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. So random. No, you were talking about how you take the, the venom from a snake and you put it into a horse and it wouldn't work with pigs and elephant. So snakes can't kill horses? Not with venom, no. No. Horses will stomp a fucking snake out and you'll see the snake. Like, I've seen a rattlesnake try and bite a horse. 
Oh man, it it actually struck, and the horse lifted its leg and just like the front one, it just yeah. yeah they, they no, nah, I seen one. It was it basically fucking tap dance on a cobra, right? Like, like it, just, it was like them niggas horses, <laughs> dude. You ain't lived until you seen a horse fucking sea walk on a snake, like. <laughs> but no, they can't. <laughs> Oh my thought god. Thought about getting a horse. Thought about getting a horse. You do live in Texas. So I'll, I don't know how much longer that's gonna be. I'll allow it. I'll allow it if you move back to Baltimore. That's not happening. No, you don't want a horse in Baltimore. Why not? Idris's group is a real story. They have stables and shit out there. You don't want to be in Baltimore. <laughs> You don't want to be in Baltimore in general, but you damn sure don't want a horse in Baltimore because they'll come see you and be like, oh, so you think you're better than us? You got a fucking horse now? And they'll just fucking kill your horse. They would not kill your horse. I'm pretty sure they would. (laughs) So maybe a donkey or a goat. A donkey. Goats are cool. They're nice. Unless Hello, they donkey. You. They could ram you. Hmm. So they got horses in Sacramento. You can get one. I don't want a horse. I don't even fucking like horses. They stink. I don't need like animals like that. I don't even want a dog. Like you know how much horses cost to feed and house. Ew. I'll stick with Nala. So. They're close yeah, to agreement. But you can start a business and have people ride the horse and charge them and become rich. See? Yeah. So they, uh, Sarah reveals Kasima's workaround, which is that Kendall has cancer. You know, it was supposed to be a secret. She was, this doesn't she make told any Scott, sense to me either. So because she had cancer, they were able to isolate the different cells. Yes, because the cancer cells were only attacking the cancer cells were only attacking the leader part of her. So if they filter out the cancer cells, they just basically filtered all of the leader and then they destroyed the caster. But why don't they want to help the caster? Because they bad? Yes. Well, no, because remember, the government is tr- is trying to turn the casters into weapons. That that thing that they have that's making all of the women's uh, ovaries shrivel the fuck up. Like the the government wants to turn that into a weapon. That's the reason why they were trying so hard to save the oh, casters. Oh yeah, that's right. So they they don't want they don't want caster to get helped because in in that instance you now have a weapon to use against like you know because cody said that they could use that against a population like they could send the casters in have them fuck a whole bunch of women and they could basically wipe out a generation so yeah they don't want to save caster yeah but, but they, they need get to the save caster, Pollux in on, order to see the caster if they get the caster genes from kendall then they can fix the casters and then they won't do that to them, right? Isn't that the idea? But they don't want to fix them. That's the problem. They want to, Uh, really what they want to do is continue cloning the way that they've been cloning, but they can't do that without, without the DNA from her. Because so, so they don't, they don't want to actually fix the casters. I see. 
I think they I think they they want to they want to fix the glitching, but they want to keep the 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 sexually transmitted pathogen alive. I see. Wonder if it works if they swallow. Don't know. They never said hey, they didn't do it for ejaculate. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. The the one woman who uh, wasn't a clone, who the two who the two caster Mark and Mark Two uh, Mark Face Boys, they Gracie, Gracie and the other lady. Remember when they both got sick at the same time? Mm-hmm. That they were basically saying because they because they raped her. Mm-hmm. They raped they raped the other lady, and then Gracie had sex with one consensually, but they bo- it happened to both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that don't mean it has to do with ejaculation. I mean, sex. How else would you transmit it? I feel like you can get an STD without busting. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'm pretty sure it works that way. It's quite possible. I thought that if you didn't have cuts or whatnot on your actual penis, then I can't believe I just said penis. Nisha would be so happy right now. I don't understand. I still don't. So STDs are spread through unprotected sexual contact. Yes. Um, Um. Because I mean, even even while you're having sex, there's pre cum and all of that other stuff. So like, yeah, you but don't, have, do you don't have to. You you sure about that? Because I mean, I'm the, sure the exchange the 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 exchange is fluid exchange. Right? There's no scientific studies that show whether exposure to pre cum or cum increased the risk of getting HIV or STDs. Okay. Note that ejaculation does not have to occur for a STI to be transmitted from one partner to another. Oh, okay. okay. Right? Like Brandon just over there talking shit instead of just helping niggas out. That's what I said. No, that's, I did. That's exactly what he no, said. No, <laughs> like, no, so, so Brandon. So I Brandon need to right. shame him a little just, bit more. You stay out of this car. Brandon I'm shaming right. Brandon. I'm shaming him. First of all, nigga cough. Um, I know. Of- <laughs> I know. A lot of phlegm shaming Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> say Brandon is right and let's move on. Brandon is right. I'm y'all the niggas who have trouble saying somebody's right. I never have any problems. If I'm if you're right, I'll say, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm just rarely wrong. So anyway. Um yeah, she's gonna isolate the uh white the the bad white cells. And give Brightborn a collection of leuke- leukemia cells, which will only be Lita cells. And Susan accepts this, but Ira's not pleased because he's like, wait, nigga. I still function. <laughs> exactly. He went full star screen. Like, didn't we just have sex? <laughs> Did you just say you were going to save my life? And then what makes it worse is she was like, all right, so we got to deal. I will go get the hard drive. He's like, wait, wait, we need to talk about this. Nigga, go get the hard drive. 
I don't understand. What was their deal? They were going to kill Kendall after they got the stuff she needed? No, they were just going to take those sales, and that was going to be it. They were going to take the sales in exchange for that. They were going to get that bot out of uh, Sarah's cheek. Yeah, the plan that that they made with with Susan Susan, was she gets her genetic material. They take the stuff out of out of Sarah's cheek and yeah. and and Kasima gives them a copy of her research so far so that they can start working on the cure for Lita. Yeah, but why doesn't Evie why is Evie against this? Because Evie is the one behind the bots and she thinks that her way is better than doing more clones. But why did if okay so then why doesn't anybody ask Evie why do you put why do you kill people by the bots if you're trying to help people? They did the conversation at the very beginning of the episode where Susan is berating her for people dying with the bots because, you know, she said that they're dying because people are trying to claw these things out of their fucking face. So like she so Susan absolutely says that to Evie is like, yo, you you claim this shit is working, but like these people are dying because they keep wanting this thing out of their fucking face. So what are we going to do about this? Susan absolutely asked Evie Cho that at the very beginning of the episode. So Evie has more than her right now. That's why she's not sick no more. Correct. Well, or no, I think it was, I think it was, I think, I don't know if she has one of those bots, but Evie had some sort of thing that gene therapy, gene therapy fixed what was wrong with her. So now her bots are a way for her to, to help people by delivering the gene therapy directly through the bots. I get that. So she thinks that her way is better than dealing with clones. I just feel like if this were real, she would get thousands of people requesting to sign up for this. She wouldn't have to do it this way. But you're but you're you're experimenting on humans and like that has to be like regulated and go through trials and all of that kind of stuff. They're doing this as a proof of concept right now. So it's not it's not like this, you know, yes, you would want to get a whole bunch of people signed up for some shit like this. But right now, that's what they're doing undercover. That's the reason why they're doing this shit to those babies that are that are down on the lower levels where the babies are coming out wrong. So all the babies are being born with a bot inside. them. I think no, I think that there's some sort of therapy that's being done on the mothers to try to create some outcome. Well, there's there's gene editing for the babies before they're implanted into these mothers. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I see. I get it. Okay. Yeah, because remember, um, when when Kasima has the conversation with Susan when she's when she's at the when she's at Brightborn, and Susan comes to talk to her, she she starts talking about I think she called the germline ed- editing or something like that, and how unethical it was, and then that's the reason. Later, we see what the what the the issue is with germline editing where that baby came out with a face all messed up because they fucked with, they, they start editing genes and shit like that. Yeah. And the baby came out all fucked up. So yeah, all of, they covered all, they covered everything. I think they do that now in real life. I think you can edit genes now. I, I have heard of things. I've heard of things. I don't know. I don't know how, prevalent something like this is and it's probably extremely expensive but yes i've i've heard of such things 
Have yourself a six nine baby. Go to the league. So, Ira brings back the hard drive. <laughs> Susan gives Sarah a hard drive for seeming to copy all her research onto. Uh, we go back to Beth's flashback where she accuses Susan of being the head of the illusion. And if she kills her, that would be the end of the monitors, the testing, and all of the suffering the clones have to go through. And as Beth continues to press the gun on Susan's head, Susan insists that she's done nothing but good for Beth and the others, protecting them as they need it. Beth is convinced enough by that to let her be. I like Susan. Right, because because by what Susan says, Beth realized she's been duped. Like someone told her that she was in charge of the illusion, which clearly she wasn't. She just, you know. She wanted she wanted to get her the fuck out of the way. Susan and just what, a scientist. That's yeah, all. yeah. So so that's what happens. Remember when when Beth is in the car whooping ass right before she whoops ass. She she uh, Evie tells Beth like I'll figure out some other way of getting getting what I need. Like you know what I mean? Like she's. Just I don't like, understand why Beth good. couldn't kill Evie. Man, because she's damn because, sure pissed and whipped her into oblivion, because, but then because, Duco showed up at, right the, at just the right time no, to save her. No, because remember what Evie said. Evie said the same thing, that she just believed from Susan. If you take me out, someone's going to take my place. Someone worse than me. Well, she yeah, said someone's going to kill her. But she said that, and then Beth proceeded to pistol whip her like, well, like she was a suspect. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but she, I mean, <laughs> at, at, at this point, at this point, Evie already said, bitch, kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only way that you're going to save everybody that you care about. Everybody. How do, do, I don't understand. That's what I was confused about. How does Beth killing herself save everyone? Because if she kills herself without telling them what's going on, it saves them. If they don't know what's happening, which is why Beth killed herself. And didn't tell and anybody. They just anything. live their lives as clones. Yes, they live their lives oh. as clones. Everything goes on the way that it was. But the only problem is when she went to kill herself, that's when Sarah showed up and it fucked the whole thing up. Sarah fucked everything up by being at the at the 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 right place at the wrong time. She so, was like the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. Yeah, so so like so Beth was doing what she could to protect the sisters, and that they remember she saw Sarah and went like, oh fuck, and then that's when she that's when she just walked in front of that fucking train because she realized that there was an, another one, um, and like, look, I'm gonna have to do what I have to do to save you too. Very narcissistic. No, it's not narcissistic. It, that was altruistic. Like he, she, no, she, she must think their sisters are morons. She thought they were just gonna stop. She had already been working with them, so she just thought, oh, if I die, they just gonna, if I kill myself, they just gonna stop and not figure out why they're fucking clones. That was a, that? that was that was the plan. What 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 recourse did Allison and Cosima have to keep going? 
other than like looking at, you know, looking into what was wrong with the German, but like once they figured out what was wrong with the German and all of the other people who had already died, because remember all of those, all of those, all of that information was in that briefcase of all of the other people from these other countries that had already died. Like the only thing that they were trying to do at that point was figure out what was wrong with the German. And like, I don't think they would have took it any further than that if they could have figured out what was wrong with the German. I don't think like all, Sarah threw all of this off. Oh, actually, Helena did. No, it was Sarah because if look, Helena, Helena would have, Helena would have ran through the rest of them, killed them off, and. You know exactly, so they wouldn't have been safe. So her right, killer but, self wouldn't. But we have don't been know. Sick. But we don't know how far Helena would have gone because remember, Helena didn't have any information on the on the on the the North American clones at all. She followed the German. She, you know, Helena was the one that was responsible for killing the Europeans. Oh yeah, she she followed the German to them. And then that's when Sarah got involved and through in through the whole thing askew. Got it, Rashani. No. Say it all again. The part about Sarah getting involved. Because I totally I was trying to listen to y'all talk back and forth about whatever the fuck you were just talking about. The show? I know. Sarah getting involved with something. Cassima dumps her research data onto the Brightborn hard drive, and she and Scott agree that if they had more time, they could have developed a cure. But you know, Cassima's gonna die soon. When I think about Cassima dying, I think about how that nigga Lucius Lyon didn't die when they realized they were getting renewed for a second season on Empire. Or like how Buffy came back. Still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They thought it was over, so they killed her. Then they brought then they went to another channel and brought the series back and they had to bring her back. Oh, she's she a vampire. She can come back. She's not she's a vampire slayer. Yeah, same thing. She's magical. <laughs> now nah, she's not Blade. She's magical. Why? Because she's white? Yes. Ancient Africans bestowed her with the, uh, the ability to fight beyond a normal mortal woman. Hmm. And she's a Trump supporter. Who? Buffy. Well, Christy Swanson is. I don't know about uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Christy Swanson? I I don't know. I I mean, her husband's Mexican, so like... Dude, I know a Mexican who's a Trump supporter. I know, but like, he's a a Hollywood Mexican, like, you know what I mean? Then again, then again, he worked for the WWE for a long time. And, you know, they got hella issues. Yeah, apparently them niggas is about to go. Yeah, they got like five uh, lawyers trying to get tort cases on them right now. 
Yeah, they got they he he was a writer for for WWE for a very long time. And then he went on to voice the only Mexican in Mass Effect in 25 whatever the fuck year that is. He is the only actual fucking Mexican. Rex? No, James. You're supposed to say Shepard. Dick. So on the phone, Art and Sarah are discussing the interaction between Beth and Susan and how she didn't shoot Susan, but the security footage that Art is still watching clearly shows her coming home from that meeting with blood on her hands. And Art warns Sarah that whatever happened at Brightborn, it's what killed Beth. Sarah then tells Art that Felix is heading over to Art's apartment to try and talk with Crystal. Sarah can just tell Crystal the truth. How the fuck did how the fuck did Art get her out of there without no one fucking noticing anything? Again, no one notices that she looks like Beth. He got her all the way out of there. Got because her all the way back. Hot to and Beth looks like a fucking shit. Yeah. Beth looks like she's drugged out, I mean, strung she out. I mean, she was. I mean, she was doing. She 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 took a bump in the fucking elevator on her way to to the fucking party. Crystal don't like that. I think Crystal may indulge a little bit. Yes, you'll find out later. Recreationally, you'll find, you'll find out later. Oh, okay. So, um, Sarah and Kasima go to Brightborn to get the bot taken out, and at the same time, Susan comes to Felix's place to meet with Miss S, Kendall, and the others to get the blood sample. The bot starts leaking, and Evie's like, it wouldn't have started leaking if you hadn't fucked with it. So they grab a Q-tip and put it over the top of the bot where it's leaking. And pull it out of Sarah's cheek and she doesn't die. Because mm-hmm. it didn't touch her bloodstream. So once Sarah here's calls- my here's my thing. Did did that cause that thing to leak? Or did the fucking shot that fucking It was a shot. It, it was, was literally a shot. shot. It was the size of a needle poke. Yep. I think it was the fucking shot. If, she, and she if, to... if it was her fault from fucking with it before, the it would have leaked out before and she would have been dead already. Correct. So Evie, even after the conversation with her, and you see the conversation she had with Susan, she seems like the type of person who places her blame, her her mistakes on others, and just wants to take credit for other people's successes. That's what I gleaned from that. But Sarah calls to say that the bot is out and a friend of Miss S's comes to take Kendall back to the safe house. And Scott starts processing the blood sample to get the Lita clones or Lita cells. Um, When Sarah gets back to Felix's place outside, Kendall has been led back to, you know, out to a van to go back to the safe house. But somebody shows up with a knife. Benjamin should have whipped his ass. I ain't seen Benjamin fight yet. <laughs> Seriously, I ain't I ain't seen him throw nair paw. I I mean, so so far we know Benjamin as a wheelman, not as the shooter. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um, Sarah sees blood marks and signs of a struggle and a drop pack of Kendall cigarettes on the ground. And so she realized from all of that, that Kendall was abducted. So she goes into Fix's place and sees Scott working on the cells and she grabs a bottle of bleach and pours it all over the cell samples and surrounding area, destroying them. It's so impulsive. Yes. Yep. Yep. Because in, in doing that, she just she destroyed has just the only her sample. Yep. And Susan says, "If Kendall was abducted, it wasn't me. I ain't do it. I ain't even know." And they don't believe her at all. Mm-hmm. But Susan doesn't seem like the type of person that would kidnap that woman. No, Susan's the type of person who would um, fuck younger men and just lounge. I mean, honestly, her and Ira have been living together in that. Uh, what's it called compound for quite a while with Charlotte. She ain't been trying to fuck with nobody except for Ira. Sarah didn't think this through. I agree. But as this is going on, Kasima is still a Brightborn talking with Evie Cho and Kasima hands over the hard drive. And without anyone noticing, she quickly grabs a vial that's holding the bot that was removed from Sarah. And Kasima's phone starts ringing, but before she can answer it, she stopped by Evie's minion, Roxy, who also was the person who was supposed to be doing the surgery on Sarah. And Sarah was like, nah, I'm good, because yo, homie, I still take his hands in my mouth. So Kasima's going to do the work, and you're just going to sit your happy ass down. And he, fact, he had them gloves when he did that, too. Like, so like, so you taste the gloves? Yeah, dude, there's a, yeah, like. There was no consent on that, so yeah, she would still remember everything. Yeah. And um, Roxy reports that Susan has gone dark, so they hold on to Kasima. And Crystal got taken to Art's apartment, like we said, where Felix comes to talk to her, and she remembers him from their last encounter, and he's like, look, truth voice, you are very close as far as what you believe is going on. And she's like, you're the guy who stole my wallet. And he's like, yeah, I, I forgot about that. But yeah, I did. And um, she mentions that. Well, before she gets to mention anything, he gets too close to her. And she fucking pulls out pepper spray and just lights him the fuck up. Yeah, she's been working on her high. Yeah, right. Because she tells Art about how she fucked up Donnie with that high. Yeah. And then they sent her right. free samples because she was going to be a whistleblower. But that she fucked the, the husky masseuse up. I'm sorry. The word husky makes me giggle. Maybe it's because I read a book when I was a kid and the name of the store was Husky Town. And so whenever I thought of that store, Scar, do you know what I did whenever I thought of that store? I thought of the perfect commercial for the store. Scar, do you know what the perfect commercial would have been for a store called Husky Town? I'm going to give you a second. No, I know you know this one. Brandon might know it too. Mm-mm. No? Okay, when I say it, you're going to be like, yeah, that is the perfect thing. So it's a, a clothing store called Husky Town. The jingle could quite simply be, won't you take me to Husky Town? Won't you take me to 
Husky Town. And so I've been reading that in that voice since I was like 10 years old. So seeing her saying the word Husky made me giggle. It's mnemonic. That song is about drug use. How is Funky Town about drug use? Maybe it's because I saw it on Doug, but I just thought it was about an amusement amusement park. Nope. It's it's the place where you go when you're high as fuck. Funky Town. Mm -hmm. You know, it's strange when you hear people in the era of the drug singing songs lauding the drug. Do you know who in the 2000s were singing songs lauding ecstasy? Missy Elliott and Ja Rule. Okay. Those are the two that I know of at the like absolute because I had both of their albums. Whatever saying about how great X is. Yeah. What you ain't the only one who got sh- music thoughts? I could say stuff. You ain't got just be like, oh, okay. But yeah, she pepper sprayed him in the face. Um so he's got to keep a towel over his face. And he tells her, yes, the big cosmetic companies are doing evil things with stem cells. And we are working on it. So you should just stay out the way. And she's like. You got to stay. Hmm? Got to stay low. And they tell her that he's from Scotland Yard in London. And she was like, you said he was Scottish. Um, and then she right. reveals offhandedly <laughs> that she was there when Delphine was shot. And that she saw everything. Sarah, Benjamin, and Miss S get Susan to the safe house where they had kept Ferdinand. And though Susan insists that she didn't abduct Kendall, they wonder if it might have been Ira since he was there when the deal was made and he was oh. left out. So, you know, to save I himself. I question. Yes. Um, did she tell them the other part? Because I, I left at one point. I got up. Did she tell them the other part about Delphine being shot? No. No. Okay. Okay. She never followed through with that. I'm figuring it's going to be somewhere down the line. Um, But it makes sense for Ira to kidnap Kendall to save himself. Um, And Sarah goes to the room that Susan and Ira stay in and finds him in a bathtub overdosing on pills and glitching. So she jams her fingers down his throat. She said he was glitching, but I don't think he was glitching. I think he he was was just, just overdosing. Yeah. And so she saved his life. You're welcome. Uh, Sarah returns to the safe house and reports that Ira is now in the hospital getting his stomach pumped. And then Scott calls because their computers are all suddenly wiping themselves and that it must have been a Trojan on the Brightborn hard drive. Sarah puts all this together and comes up with the only logical solution, which is that it's a coup. And Susan brings up Beth and Sarah points a gun at her. And Susan calmly says this isn't the first time a clone pointed a gun at her because Sarah remembers the video of Beth with a gun and realized it was Evie who set Beth up that one time in order to eliminate Susan. And as this happens, a van stops in the countryside driven by Martin Duco, the union steward, with Kendall inside. This is this is the scene that I thought of when we first saw Duco. Mm. I was like, fuck, we're going to get to this scene, aren't we? And Kasim is also there being guarded by Roxy. Roxy sounds like the uh, name of the character on um, Final Fight that wore the hat 
and she was white and had the long legs and had a whip. Fine. I don't need to play more video games. Duke also I mean, gets I, a can I, of I, flammable I, play, I know I played it before. I just don't really remember it. She was the one who did all the high kicks and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 better, it's better than... It's better that's, than that's, fucking, that's Street Fighter, not Final it's better Fight. Than fucking, it's better than fucking Double Dragon where, where, where a big nigga just punches a chick in the stomach. <laughs> the first, like, like, the first thing that happened, he punches a chick in the stomach and then throws her over. She has scissors. Fucking moving. She you has scissors. You know what? It, it's It's crazy that you think that because so did the people who made the movie because they did not do that at all. Instead, they just made the rest of the movie awful. She has scissors. Who, the woman who got punched in the stomach at the beginning? Mm-hmm. But there's another best flashback, which is when Evie's on the phone with Martin Duco telling him to get out there fast because Beth didn't kill Susan. I'm outside. Get out here. And Beth hops in the car, gun in hand, and says that Evie set her up to kill Susan, misleading Beth into thinking Susan would be the head of Neolution. Evie replies that Susan had her time and that Evie's going to replace her. And now Beth knows she must be allowed to live. So her best option is to use a gun on herself or else Evie will kill everybody Beth knows. Paul, she gonna throw a Molotov mama, mama's mama Evie right there, and it'd have been over. Paul, nope. her mama, her sisters, her baby. She went down the line like I'ma kill everything you love, my nigga. Like if you don't take yourself out, I'ma go to your mama's house, knock on the door, tell her I'm a friend of the family. And shoot her in the goddamn eyeball. Then I'm going to go to your sister's house. Give her a fucking hysterectomy. While she's alive. Without anesthesia. Nigga, just kill yourself. Because if you don't kill yourself, you're going to wish you were dead, my nigga. She had to say something like that because Beth was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'ma just I'ma I'ma go get in front of this fucking bus. But no, first think... she hit her off the 32 hit combo with the pistol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like the fucking um it's the fucking uh the the Hercules fight from uh from from God of War. Where at the end of that bitch, you just keep punching that motherfucker until you get tired of pressing the fucking button. <laughs> nah, my nigga, that shit look like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, uh, right. You that. haven't seen that one yet. No, I, I hate that movie. Well, I mean, I understand. Scott's a dick, but still. But also, this is where Evie gets that scar. And I've been looking at her face like she she's so pretty, but what's up with that fucking scar? And that's where the scar came from. If that's the least of her worries, then she must have got surgery done because Beth was trying to cave her fucking cheek in. Absolutely. And so Beth pistol whips her splashing blood everywhere until Duco pulls out a gun and is like, I'm not afraid to kill a cop. And, sit, and Beth's like, me neither, nigga. Like, shit. You're a fucking No, he's, he's, he said, don't make me kill a cop. And he allows Beth to leave after confirming Evie's threat to the sisters. 
And in the countryside, Evie laments all of Susan's work is now obsolete, and that clones are the old way, but bots are better. And Duco uh, shoots Kendall as Kendall tells Kasima, it's all right, love. Don't look at me. Don't look at me, puppet. Turn around. No, you didn't. Well, you didn't talk about them bringing them bringing Kusima to there to watch. Yeah, they brought they brought her there to watch, and basically Evie just kind of spills out her plan, um, and then they put a they put a thermite bomb next to Kendall to make sure that all her DNA is gone. All look. That's just that thermite bomb is gonna burn through the fucking metal of that fucking man. <laughs> like, and that's what they said. Ain't gonna be no nothing. Right. And for some reason they still had the they still had the dead um dude. I guess the dude that was with her. And I didn't see Benjamin, but the, the other dude that was with Benjamin when she was getting ready to leave, he was dead behind her when she was sitting in the back. So he gone, but I, I mean, I guess we're supposed to assume that Benjamin's dead. Mm-hmm. And the final fa- final flashback happens, which is that Beth comes home with the blood on her hands, takes off the blonde wig, and then washes the blood off her hands. And she tells MK, "Look, it's over. Just go on to hiding. Take care of my sisters. Watch over them." And then we see Beth walking down the steps to the train station. And the show starts. Yep. After Beth. After Beth. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Um. Yeah, man. Go to the Geeks Gone Wrong Universe uh, YouTube page. Where, where we just I just uh, sat down. We did a few more of those uh, reactions, um, and uh, I think those are going pretty well. So. They're releasing on Wednesdays and Fridays, and you should check those out because we're reacting to videos and all kinds of stuff. I want to react. You always got too much shit to do. I don't. I can react. Oh, my God. See, that's my react. The quarterback is toast. <laughs> uh, now you like my nigga. That's your guy. Yeah. All right. So y'all can leave a review on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Podchaser and copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, the telephone number for the show, voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Uh, the email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. You can find me under Ratchet Book Club. And the show is RTO Podcast. Find me in the club. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. I think that's about it. Oh, this is this. I just I just confirmed that this this is the last episode that Benjamin plays in. So he is dead. We didn't see him dead behind, you know, the other guy, but Benjamin is dead.
he's no more. Mm, he's no longer. Rest, rest, rest in peace, creepy dude who we thought was a pedophile when we first saw him. If he knew how to throw hands, he wouldn't be in this situation. I mean, because the nigga had a knife. It ain't like it was a switchblade. You got killed with a switchblade, my nigga. As but, I've I mean, seen we're... from video games, you can you can punch somebody with the switchblade, make them drop the switchblade, and then pick it up and attack them. But if they have a lead pipe, that's the problem with the world. Wow. Niggas be using lead pipes to fight with in final fight. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.